I like to say every Friday morning at 10 a.m. I like to start the show like this. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, just like I was the ringmaster in the circus because I am the nonprofit sector connector. That's right. Your boy, Tommy D. My wife says, how long are you going to say your boy, Tommy D? Forever. Until I'm old and gray or old and bald, I'm forever your boy, Tommy D. The nonprofit sector connector. What is my mission? My mission is to amplify the message for nonprofit organizations and help them tell their story. Now, look, I don't usually come to this meeting with notes. I don't usually come to this show with notes, but I did prepare something because there's a couple finer points I want to hit upon. And I probably know it because I wrote it, but I'm going to, I may look away. So if you don't see my eye contact, it's because I'm over here for a second. So here's the deal this show, it started out as an idea, like anything else in the world. It was an idea. It was something I went around and told people about. And now it's a thing. It's real. 40 some odd episodes in and not stopping heading. Look, there's 35,000 nonprofits just in New York City alone. So I don't know if I have enough life left to do all of the nonprofits and amplify all their messages, but I'm going to make a dent in it. On this network, if you heard the commercial right before we got started, it says professionals serving community. I want to shout out my friend Sam Leibowitz for his vision and just what that line means. He, he's really sort of, uh, I, I couldn't think of another way to say this, but he put his money where his mouth is. What we're doing is we're supporting, right now we've sort of adopted here at TalkRated.NYC, Girls Inc. of Long Island. That's our nonprofit through the end of 2022. Um, and we'll be supporting that organization. And you feel free to uh, check out on our website if you want to support Girls Inc. And if you want to support any of the other organizations, especially the one that's here today with me, American Friends of Nevihana, feel free to reach out to your boy, Tommy D, Tommy D at philanthropyandfocus.com. And unless you've never been here before, you would know that focus is spelled P-H-O-C-U-S because that's how we spell things here. Where? In my attic. Because every week when I do come to you, I'm above the second floor, below the roof, in my attic. And that's the deal. That's where I am. So initially I had guests here from Long Island, New York City. And then I had some West Coast friends who would wake up extra early to come on the show because we do this live. We do this live 10 a.m. Eastern on Friday mornings. So those folks would plug in early for me. And I appreciate them for doing that. So we're international, baby. We are international because although my friends are on the on the East Coast of the U.S. who are here with me today, they are in support of an organization in the South of Israel. In, and they're going to correct me if I say it wrong, but Kiryat Gat. In, in Israel. I'm getting head nods from, from my friends here. So very good, Tommy D. Way to practice, kid. So I'm, I'm excited to have my friends here today, and I'm excited to expand the reach of this program and what we're doing. So I learned the word kahela means community. And I, I'm getting, Janet's giving me a head nod, so I think I'm in good shape. Uh, in a second, when I introduce my friends, they're going to tell me if I am butchering these words or if I'm doing a good job with these words, but we'll get to that in a second. So look, ladies, feel free to come off mute. I want to just talk to you about one quick topic before we even dive into what we're here to talk about today. Very important to me is mental health and, and community and support. And in watching videos and doing my research of, of, about this organization, Nevihana, and what kept coming up for me was, was really two words support and love and that's what i was feeling in watching the videos in researching the website that that seems like i've never been to israel first of all um i hope to someday go to israel and if i do i'm only going if i get to visit nevihana otherwise i'm not going so that's the that's the deal good morning i like to say welcome to the show welcome to the attic lisa pollock janet tobin galit stein come off mute say hello to the world hello hello Shalom. Lisa, come off mute and we're ready to roll. There we go. So good morning. Good morning. We're hanging with Tommy D. Thank you for having us here. Oh my God. In the did you have so it was a couple months ago, Galee reached out to me and she's like, Tommy D, how do I get on the show? And I was like, Well, it's I mean, you know the guy, you know the host, so maybe we could work something out. And I said, Well, you know are you involved with a nonprofit organization? And then what did that turn into? That turned into, I think it was supposed to be a 45 minute call that went for an hour and a half. And, I, and, and got it, your, your husband was with us on that call or sort of like in the background, right? He was there for that call as well. 
Um, so there was a lot of dialogue. There was a lot going on. There's so much story here that I, I really want to get out of the way of it personally and let, let the story tell, let, let you all tell the story. So bef- even before we do that, so Galit's grandmother, Hanny Ullman, founded this organization in 1974. And Galit's going to tell us probably about this story in uh, when she was 11 years old, when she got to accompany her grandmother, who was receiving president, a presidential award for the Israeli Prize for Volunteer Work. So we'll hear about that story as well. So Janet Tobin is here, who is the co-president of American Friends of Nevihana. And once, you know, when we get to hear Janet's story, which that is a rich story because it was one of these things, and I know the feeling where somebody taps you and says, they show you something like Nevihana. And then they say, well, what do you think? Don't you want to be a part of it? And I think when we talked the other day, there was no question that you wanted to do something and, and be involved, right? And then Lisa here, who is here, who does social media and business development out of the international headquarters of, of American Friends of Nevihana out of Bayside, Queens. One, like, I never lived in Bayside, but Bayside's kind of like a hometown to me. Shout out to Bayside. Look, Queens is definitely my favorite borough. I don't think the other four boroughs really care what my favorite borough is anyway. Like, I, I make it like a big deal. Like, oh, Tommy D loves Queens. Like, nobody cares, Tommy D. So, so <laughs> Bayside, definitely my favorite part of Queens. Um, so we know that uh, we're going to connect on some things about how I might be able to support your efforts from the Bayside Business Association on a local level into this global situation. So first, before we even get started. Galit, why don't we do it this way? Galit, introduce yourself quickly if you could, and then I want you to tell us the story about the history, and then we'll go to to Janet and Lisa, just a minute, maybe 30 seconds each, and then let's dive into the conversation about this organization. How's that sound? I'm trying to manage. I've never had this many people in the attic, so this is is very, uh, it's exciting and and a bit anxious, but please, (laughs) Galit, let's do it that way. Let's start there. Okay, so I'm taking Tommy D's attic to a bit of a warmer spot. I'm in Florida. Um, I moved here one year ago from Long Island. And I, um, I was actually born in Israel, but I was raised in Long Island. And um, my grandmother was born in, in Berlin prior to World War II. She was a teacher, an educator who worked at a children's home called Ahava, which means love in Hebrew. That was existing also in pre-Nazi Germany. Once the Nazis came into power, it became very difficult for those children to survive and people that had the foresight to realize, hey, we got to get the heck out of here. It's getting dangerous. So my grandmother was instrumental in helping 300 children from Berlin, Germany, move to Israel, where they established another Ahava in the northern part of Israel near Haifa. All right, let's um, hold that. Let's yeah. hold that. And we're going to go into that. I want because I want to tease a little bit because we're going to have to go to break soon. So let's do let's go into Janet. Tell me yeah. your background, because I know you have a robust background in nonprofit. So t- talk to me about that. And then I want to hear from Lisa, too. And then we're going to jump in. OK, um, I'm Janet Tobin, very, very proud uh, co-president of American Friends of Nebuchadnezzar. Um, I graduated Brooklyn College with a degree in education and psychology and went on to teach for a couple of couple of years, uh, but then uh, decided with my husband, uh, who was very supportive of this, to be a stay-at-home mom. And once I had my children, um, I uh, also, when my children was little, I started Uh, volunteering at the synagogue and getting involved in uh, uh, Jewish uh, organizations. Uh, And once they uh, were a little older, I was able to pursue that volunteer um, activity uh, even stronger. I was president of, uh, international president of Women's League for Conservative Judaism, which really brought me to Nevi Hanna. And uh, I also uh, was the uh, uh, president of Merkaz USA, which led me to have an eight year um, stint Mm -hmm. at the Conference of Presidents of Major Jewish uh, American Organizations, and which was a very, very exciting part of my life. But along with all of that, I still stayed very active with uh, American Friends of Nebuchadnezzar. Right. And which led me to be 
become the co-president with my husband. So in a little while, you're going to share that story and the basketball and the whole thing and the visit. Okay. And I know the story. I've heard it several times. So I know the story. So we're going, to, we're going to go through that in a second. So Lisa, real quick, tell us about your background and what you're, how you're, what you're doing with the organization. Okay, so I was born and bred in Bayside, Queens. Uh, to make a long story short, I have 30 plus years of work experience in the business world. Most of it was corporate. Um, I made the transition to nonprofit in 2012, 2013, when I got a position at our synagogue that we both belong to. So I started doing, I started putting my degree to good use in that, in that industry. And that's when a few years later, Janet, in 2016, March, I remember the date of this year, March 2016, she invited me to a special event evening fundraiser, okay, which was all about Nevihana. We were honoring Nevihana, et cetera, et cetera. And then she presented the offer to me, and it was a no-brainer, Tommy. It was a no-brainer. I said, because I learned all about Nevihana Children's Home, and I fell in love with the stories. I met so many people that night. And when she approached me and she said, how do you want to, how, do you want to be part of Nevi Hunt? I said, of course I do. <laughs> See, this is, a, this is a dangerous part about hanging out with nonprofit people, man. I'm, I'm telling you the other night, first of all, Janet, I love the story about, you know, being a quote unquote, stay at home mom, as if that's like, not a, not like a big old job. Cause it certainly is. Cause I have my wife who works way harder than I could ever work running this house. I mean, she's sort of like the CEO and the COO of the house. And I'm more like the chief revenue officer. Like but she runs every, and I don't even know if I have a seed level title. I'm probably just like director of revenue. Cause I really report to her anyhow. So, so when people say, you know, people make, Oh, does your wife work? I, I go way harder than most people I know to be in fact. So I love you, my dear. Thank you for doing that. All right. So let's, let's do this. We have to go to a break in just a moment, but when we come back, what I really want to set it up is, Galit, I want you to take us through the history of this organization. Take us way back. Take us, you know, you started to go there, coming out of Berlin, you know, Ahava and all that, what was going on there, and then how, you know, uh, Honey Ullman, your grandmother, started this organization with with the help of another uh, woman, uh, Hannah Kapan, and I might have butchered her last name, and I apologize if I did, but you can you can fix it for me. But um, in fact, um, Hannah had had um, had financed the the formation of this organization, right? So um, so when we come back, we'll talk about that. Then then Janet, you can tell us what you're doing, the program, you know, um, how you got involved, and and then Lisa will talk programs and the impact and folks as a bakery i have to figure out how to get some of that bread sent over here <laughs> to the attic i don't know if the That's bakery the till i bring it home is that the, yeah. is that the only way it gets here it's on it doesn't right get here. now right, right now. now all right wow we might have a bit of a social enterprise right there bring <laughs> bring some of that uh bring some of that bread from the bakery here to new york we'll talk about that my show is philanthropy and focus my mission is to amplify the message for nonprofits. We will be back in 90 seconds. We're going to hear the story of Nevihana. We'll be right back. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy. And I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Hi. 
Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. Everybody's dancing, but nobody's singing. So I will sing. Cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. There was a little static on my microphone there. Cut through it, man. Cut through the static. I was singing downstairs in the kitchen while my kids were eating breakfast, and they all asked me to stop singing. So that's another reason why I come to the attic. Because no one, <laughs> no one up here has a problem with me singing. I'll find out if any. What do you think? <laughs> Join me in the attic every Friday. Why to amplify the message for nonprofits? Nevihana, American friends of Nevihana, they are here with me to share the story. Galit, a legacy to Honey Ullman, a legacy to your grandmother. Tell the story, the history of this organization, absolutely, to the heart. Take it away. Um, so after Hani Ullman worked for about um, 40 years at uh, Ahava in, in um, Haifa in Israel, she then retired and um, she really had this vision where she wanted a smaller, more intimate, non-traditional like type of children's home where they would use innovative therapies and have more of a family unit structure to raise the children as if they were being raised in their own homes, which they could not be. So she ended up um, getting together with Hannah Kaplan, and she was a German Jew, also a survivor, who had money from the German reparations. So when she died, she bequeathed that money. She left it to Hani Ullman to be able to get this vision going, bring it to life. And they went to the south of Israel to a place called Kiryat Gat, and they opened up Nevechana, named after Hannah Kapan. And that children's home today is um, a house for 80 children from the ages of 6 to 18 years old who are taken by the social services agencies and moved into these um, housing units because they can no longer stay with their parents. They're either abusive or neglectful. When I was a young girl um, at 11, I went to go see my grandmother receive the prize from the president of Israel at that time. And I just fell in love with Nevehana. I slept there. I became friends with the children who were living there at that time. We were still friends. We're still in connection on Facebook. They have all grown into successful and um, you know, positive human beings where without Nevehana, they would not have had that chance. So I spent my summers from age 11 until 26 going back to Israel painting the stucco buildings of their housing units. We would work in the petting zoo, cleaning up the animals, feeding them, taking care of them. Um, I would do the daily chores with them, clean the kitchen, do anything that they were doing as if they were living in their own homes. And I'm just so thrilled that that was something that was able to be done and that I was introduced to it because it really made me fall in love with um, working with children. I'm a social worker because essentially my grandmother was a social worker, even though she did not have that degree, but that is what she did. And it really impacted my entire life. Beautiful. Incredibly awesome. I I mean, I I love it. I see you in Israel there because I've watched the videos. I've seen the website. I've seen the children. So I could see you there, you know, and with with the, uh, we're going to talk about the bakery, but with the, the petting zoo and everything like that, what an inspiration, like to change the life of an 11 year old girl, right? To, to see this and experience it. And literally like most guests on my show, something changed the trajectory of their life. Something impacted them to go into service work. I mean, let me tell you something. If Israel was a lot closer, I would drive over there with you and paint and paint the buildings on a day of service. Cause that's my, that's my thing. It's like 60 days of service. So I love it, but I love the fact 
that as a young person, Gilly, you experience that because, and I, and I try and I, I don't think I'm trying is the wrong word. I am making an impact with my own four children on, on them watching. When my six-year-old comes up to me and says, dad, when's your next day of service? I want to go with you. And I'm like, well, you're going to school right now. I'm going to do it right now. He, he gets very disappointed in his old man. And he, he, you know, so I said, all right, we got to figure this out. So um, that's, and that I don't tell that to make a big deal about me, but that's how we can change people's lives. Right. Like that's, I know that people are, I have friends that I grew up with that are coming back to me and saying, Hey, I see what you're doing. I'd love to do a day of service and bring my kids out. My kids are, uh, uh, I'll just use the way it was said to me in a text. My entitled children need to do, go out and, and do something, you know, so they can see what the real world is like. And Galit, you know, you experienced that. And I think it's important that we all experience that. And I hear my own voice way more than I should at this point in the show. So I know I got to stop. But the point of it is, it's about service. It's about impact. It's about how are we helping each other. Um, I, I, joke, I don't joke about this. I would love to visit this place at some point in my lifetime. Um, so we'll have to figure out when, when the world is a different place and we're allowed to get on planes and whatnot, we can, we can talk about that because I think what a, what a special um, trip that would be. And I have another friend who's been on the show, um, the Heroes to Heroes Foundation. And um, they take veterans to the Holy Land to, uh, to experience that. And, and it changes their lives who have gotten men and women who've gone through PTSD and are going through PTSD and the challenges uh, from being in combat situations. So, so let's, let's shift for a second. Let's uh, Janet, when, when you were brought to check this place out in my vernacular, check the place out when you were there, brought there, what, what is that experience like? And did you know Galit already? Like talk, talk to me about that story. No, I did not know Galit. Okay. Uh, but I did meet Connie Omen. Uh, that was one of the highlights of uh, my life, meeting this dynamic, uh, energetic little woman uh, in height, but not certainly in stature. Um, I was very involved with Women's League for Conservative Judaism. And uh, every other year, uh, they would take a trip to Israel. And one of their uh, main stops was uh, Nevihana. And it was just not a pit stop. It was really a stop where we could uh, meet the children and meet uh, the staff and uh, really get to know uh, what was happening at Nevihana. Um, that first time that my husband and I went to Nevihana, uh, as soon as we walked through the gate, <laughs> The boys came running over to my husband, who was 6'2", and they kept saying, basketball, basketball, basketball. And so that was the, the way my husband spent the entire visit at Nevihana playing basketball with the boys. The girls were so excited about how beautiful their rooms were in the flats that they uh, were living in, that they insisted on us coming and seeing everything that they did making their room look very, very special and very individualized. So uh, when I got home from that trip, um, I got a call from Rabbi Kripen, who was a friend, and he said, uh, Janet, I'd like you to come down to the office. Uh, and so I never could say no to Rabbi Kreitman. <laughs> and so I uh, went down to, to uh, the office and there was Connie Omen. She was spending her 90th birthday in New York, <laughs> meeting all of us. And uh, that was it. They asked me if I would get fully involved. And I said, yes, of course. It was a wonderful experience being was there. Sorry to cut you off there. Was there already an American Friends of Nevihana or was this sort of forming? Yeah, no. my, my mother and Hani established it and Rabbi Kreitman, they wanted to really tie it in with the conservative movement. So Rabbi Kreitman was the head of it, mm -hmm. um, but he was getting older. And Sylvia Lublina. Yes. Sylvia was a very, very close friend of uh, Galit's grandmother. And her yeah. husband actually was one of the children rescued out of Germany who went right. to Ahava, yeah. Berlin. Wow. Right. 
And that was the connection. And she and Rabbi Kreitman started American Friends of Nevihana and brought me in. Uh, you were born in what, 19, the 1990s, weren't you? Yeah. The 1990s? Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. American Friends has been since the 1990s. Is that what you said there? Uh, no, it was it was earlier than it was earlier, yeah. just yeah. a little earlier, but around that time, yeah. That uh, and Women's League became fully uh, engaged also with Nevi Khanna due to, I guess, my approach. <laughs> and, uh, it's, uh, Janet, I get the impression that, like, similar to Rabbi Kreitman, people have trouble saying no to you as well. Is that, is yes, that what I've been told? <laughs> and we we haven't even met in person. I'm just saying it, it comes right through it comes right through the video screen, man. That, well that's what I've been told. Okay, so that's good, good news for me. And I keep using that as a Listen, say, say it with a smile, right? And it's all good, man. Totally cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and there's no no better way for me to uh, express myself is to talk about the children and all that we do and uh, what Nevi Khanna, uh, American friends have accomplished uh, for those children. I mean, it, it's just wonderful to see. And now that I go to Israel very often, I visit and I work with the staff at Nevi Khanna itself. And I see how successful we uh, have become with doing and sponsoring all the programs that we do, the therapies that we do. And it's just wonderful to see the success stories that we've had. Uh, one of the major success stories is at this point, eight of our staff have gone through Nevihana as children and went to the IDF and schooling and now they are on the permanent staff of Nebi Khanna, giving back, well, giving back. That, first of all, that what a compliment to what they receive from the organization to give back. Just yeah. one, real quick, the IDF, give me that one. That's the uh, Israel, Israel Defense Forces. Right. So they, they went and served. And, yeah. and then came back to, again, serve. Different kind of service, right? But yeah. then to, to serve these children. Very, incredibly special. There was a video I watched of, uh, I was going to say a young man, but, um, you know, that would be, I, he's about my age, so he is a young man. That's what I would say. There was a, on, the, <laughs> on the video I was watching, uh, there's a gentleman who, who did just what you're saying, left and, and gave service to the country and then came back and uh, um, just had a big score in 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 Hollywood, doing something with, and uh, maybe we could, you know, the story of the gentleman I'm referring to with uh, with Disney and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So maybe we could talk about that story, or I I could tell what I know about that story. We're going to be back, and we're going to take a break in a second here. But um, incredibly inspiring how even when somebody has left Nevihana, that Nevihana hasn't left them really, and is still taking care of people, and then it. You know, it's just one big circle of life where those people then help it and support the organization. Adi Olman and, uh, the, and Dudu Wega, who yeah. was the uh, director at the time, uh, worked with this young man because he was a handful. <laughs> and uh, But they saw how creative he was and uh, they developed it for him. And yeah. when he needed the help to go to the United States, to California, actually, yeah. um, we helped him. Yeah. He's a success story. And now he's a success. Another success a story. A very outside. huge success story. Pretty special. And I'm sure he's given back because, it, you know, I think he even said in that video, yes. obligation is the wrong word, I think, but commitment and love for the organization is what he's doing to give back, right? So talk about back. We'll be right back. This is Tommy D. And my friends from American Friends of Nevehana are here in the attic, virtually in the attic. I don't ever, nobody just shows up in the attic, everybody. It's, just, <laughs> it's, it's a, a cute party. thing. It's, well, it's a, a Woo, man. Maybe somebody brings lunch to the attic. I need some of that bread. We'll talk about the bakery when we come back. When I come back. <laughs> we will be, we'll be back. We'll talk about the bakery. We'll talk about some of the other programs of this organization. This is Philanthropy and Focus. I'm Tommy D. We'll be right back. Howdy, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. 
almost every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. Friday morning, it's 10 a.m. Eastern time. Well, that is if you're here with us live, but if you're finding us somewhere in the uh, on the internet, in the internet, it could be any time of day. So good morning, good evening, good night, good afternoon, all that stuff. This is your buddy. And actually, Galit, you said it before, Shalom, right? That's what, that's, what, that's, what, that's, what, that's what else I should be saying. And I, you know, I look, I looked at the time and, um, you know, it is a Friday and it's uh, sundown. It's 443. I looked at in Israel. So I'm guessing my friends at Nebihana are not actually listening in right now during the live show. I believe but, some are. Some some, are some, some might be. All right. Well, hello to everybody in Israel. It's Tommy D here. You might not know me, but you'll know me one day. Um, so so for 50 years, Nevihana's Children's Home has provided a loving home for children from distressed and dysfunctional family circumstances in the south of Israel, Kirat Gat, and um, therapeutic programs, leisure time activities. This organization really is working on the emotional, mental, and educational aspects of these children's lives. I watched some videos, as I said earlier, I, I see that these you know, they mentioned the word family and, and one individual who was in the video, you know, said, and this is kind of sad and, and tough, but that he didn't even know what it meant to be part of a family until he got to Nevihana. And I make it a rule. I only cry on the show once a month. And I think I did it already this month. So we're going to try and move right past this because I feel myself getting, getting mushy and blowing up. But the, the point of this is how special, how special a family doesn't always look like. You know, in, in a lot, in most cases, it doesn't always look like, you know, a male figure, a female figure and children. There's many different aspects of what or many varieties of what a family looks like. And I and I was touched to see these young people, uh, at least in the videos on on the website um, about what this organization is doing. And one of the wonderful things, uh, Tommy, is that our directors do not want to. Uh, they were asked if they could bring more children. And they said, no, this is the way we stay with the amount of children that we have. uh, And we can give them all the individualized work, therapies and uh, extracurricular activities that they can use for for the future. But they're all, they're part of the family, but each child is an individual and loved and given the security and uh, everything that they could become very successful, wonderful human beings. And when you walk onto, into the village, you know, into the uh, community, you see smiling faces, you see happy children, and you wonder what's going on here. It's <laughs> supposed to be children at risk, you know, and such, but it's a, just a marvelous thing 
And even through the entire pandemic, when things were closed to the outside world, even to their families in the outside mm -hmm. world, uh, they became truly one family. And one of the beautiful things that one of a few of the children came over to the director and said, uh, we are the luckiest people in the world because we are here at Nevi Khanna. Wow. Oh my God. And really. Wow. I, <laughs> it says a lot. It, it, it says a lot. I mean, I got the chills. I, I, you know, it's, what, what is the impact of, you know, we talk a lot. I talk a lot in my everyday world, but, but certainly on this show about the ripple effect. What is the, what is the ripple effect of, of where a, a young person could have been in a really tough predicament and goes one direction because they, they didn't have the support they need versus, you know, there's this intervention by this organization that's impacting these young people's lives. And as a result of that, their whole trajectory, as I use the word again, of their life just changes. And, and it's, and then it's, it's, of course, they're going to give back. Of course, they're going to get help out because they've, they've grown into this family doesn't always mean everybody looks like me and we live in the same house. Right. It, it looks different. I mean, don't get me going ladies about the whole thing of where you're all supposed to be connected and love and compassion and on and on. I do want to talk about, we'll get to this, just the situation, uh, talk about love and connection and, and, and how we all are part of the, 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 the kind of the same thing. You know, the, we don't have to jump into it right away, Lisa, but the Bedouin relationship, you know, that, that the organization has in the community, which we, I'd love to talk about it. I want to get to that. But first, I have to ask you, an award-winning bakery. Yes. Let's talk bread. Let's break some bread. Tell me <laughs> about that. Talk about this it. is one of the geniuses of Connie Ullman. She felt that not every child would have the ability to go on to the university and become professional in that manner. So she felt that every child needs to have something that they can go out in the adult world with and be able to uh, make a living and to be proud of themselves doing. And so she brought in Swiss bakers, right? To, uh, and developed the bakery. And all the teenagers are given the opportunity to work at this bakery. Uh, they could become bakers. They could become market people okay. and business people and see how you run a business and do this on a daily basis. And many of the teenagers wanted to work and they were given the opportunity to uh, make a, have a salary, right? Uh, they were paid for their time and uh, they really enjoyed having the bakery. Our bakery is just unbelievable. They have the most incredible breads. And, <laughs> and they sell to special. And they sell to bring home. All right. So listen. Home. All right. Listen, Janet. Here's the deal. All right. <laughs> you know when you know when the Girl Scouts come around and they're selling cookies and they like check off the little boxes. Give me some yeah. always. Give me, I like those peanut butter ones with the chocolate. I can't think. Tag alongs. Give me the tag. Forget about it. You don't even want to know. I have cookie problems. I mean, right. the thing about when I when I order Girl Scout cookies, I'm ordering them for me, not anybody else. I have four children. I'll get them cookies, but those will be separate cookies. These are my private stash. So we look, bread. I love. I'm trying to say to you what I'm trying to say is you need you need a pad. Where you can roll this all and jot down. Tommy D wants these, and then maybe there's there's a business here. But but what about as I understand it, the bakery is is in business and then supporting local restaurants and and different things with the breads, right? right? That goes right, that right. leaves right now. It's it's gone out into the world, and it's it's really known as one of the finest bakeries in all of Israel. Oh, that's incredible. Uh, at one point, they they were giving um, the bakers were being put on LL flights. Oh, you mean for like in service, yeah, like in yeah. flight service? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no kidding. And oh, wow. Called, the bakery is called Yeladudis, which is a diminutive of Yeladim, children. So Yeladudis Bakery. Oh, oh, my God. That's so wonderful. But I think the most important thing about the bakery is what it teaches the children. Exactly. Okay. The children know that they have to have, give bread 
to, every, to a group of people in the Kyriot Gat. So they bring a, a whole package of bread every day to the center in town and people can come who need bread and oh, wow. pick it up. Uh, the other thing that is being taught is, is the project that we're doing, the Path to Bread. Uh, they bring in um, their, somebody from their family, preferably the mother, mm-hmm. to start to work with their child, basically a teenager. Um, and they make bread together. They bake bread together. Most of it is started with non-speaking to one another because the children are very angry at this parent this is this is a reconciliation you're saying between it's trying to get the parent to understand how the children are reacting to being there and really to treat to be able to rehabilitate the parent-child relationship because we want our children to understand what why they were at put at Nebuchadnezzar, mm-hmm. and how we can rehabilitate mm-hmm. that relationship and mm-hmm. have the parent learn to love and to care and to bring their ch- child back to having this special relationship. Wow. So these are things that this wonderful, wonderful bakery, although it is terrific, and I supply my whole family in Israel <laughs> the bread and the crackers and such and bring back crackers for Maryland. It's and more, Lisa. you're telling me, Janet, it's more than just bread and crackers. It's, exactly. it's, it's what more is the than bread. just the bakery. Right? Oh, but what it's, an ther- it's therapeutic. It bridges families, okay, especially families that are distressed and disadvantaged. The kids came here for a reason, for socioeconomic reasons, abuse in the home. But we don't want to just take their child away from them entirely. We want to bridge. We want to bring them together and communicate. Right. So they bake bread. Yeah. And then they can hopefully bridge those ties or come back together again. It's a slow process, Tommy, but it does happen. And, and a social worker works with the, with the child and the parents. Mm-hmm. And they start talking to each other. Um, and that's the most beautiful part of that bakery. But one of the great things is that two of the brothers mm-hmm. that grew up in Nevihana and learned all about baking and setting up the business are now the directors of the bakery. I mean, I, not to be like silly, but of course, like, of course they are. Like, that makes mm-hmm. sense because that's what it is. It's community, right? They they grew up in it. And I, I watched, and, and again, going back to the video I watched this morning, it, it you know, you see the young people working in, in the bakery and it's, and that's special, but you, you know, I have four children, as I've mentioned, I don't know that all four of my children are college bound. I don't know. I, I really, I don't think this is now, I'm, I, I don't think everyone should go to college. That's a whole nother thing. I'm going to, you know what? I probably just got a lot of people going, what? Yeah, that's right. I don't think everybody should go to college. That's for sure. Uh, there's plenty of trades. Baking is a trade. It's a profession, okay. right? You get, you know, you, you may go to school to learn that profession, but it doesn't mean you need a liberal arts degree to do it. All right. And, so. and the thing is with the bakery, not only do they bake bread, but they can learn the business aspect Absolutely. of it. I have a background in marketing and communication. So right. they could, if they don't want to be a professional baker per se, they could then learn the business of what it takes to run a business, a bakery, such as the one at Nevihana. They can, they can learn about marketing, business management, uh, public relations. I mean, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, It's, it's okay. incredible. We do have to take a quick break. When we come back, believe it or not, we're blowing through this show, guys. This is, I told you, that's how it's going to go. Right. We, we literally, we'll let you know all the wonderful programs that we support. <laughs> we're going to have to have you come back. But when we, like, we're going to come back from a commercial, but we're going to come back in 2022, which is weird to even say that that's a thing, 2022. But all right, so... 
Lisa, when we come back, I want you to hit, hit me with some stuff about the, the Bedouin project and the, the connections and the relationships there. And then let's talk. I really want you to talk future of the organization, connections that the organization, American Friends, and also the organization Nevihana in Israel, what you need. So we got, it's kind of like the lightning round, like at a game show. So we got to do the lightning round. When we come back. We'll be right back. Tommy D in the attic. Join us every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern for the Mind Behind Leadership, where we focus on what leadership really means to us and to others. We have practical discussions with the CEOs of some of the world's largest companies, owners of small businesses, and experts in psychology and behavior to get that inside track, what to do, what to avoid, and what really happens. Join me, Graham Dobbin, at the new time, 4 p.m. every Tuesday for the Mind Behind Leadership, here live on talkradio.nyc. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Calling all pet lovers. Pet Avengers, assemble! On the Professionals and Animal Lovers show, we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong. It mirrors that bond between pets and their owners. Through this program, we come together to learn, educate, and advocate. Join us live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. Welcome back. This is Philanthropy and Focus. This is the lightning round. This is the lightning round. I just made up a new song. This is the lightning round. I did that during the break. I don't know if the lyrics are any good, but shout out. <laughs> shout out to my friends checking in on Facebook on my team. Ceci Galan, appreciate you. Appreciate what you're doing to help me live my mission, my passion. Howard Stein, my buddy. I don't know if I'm a, a living saint, but I do appreciate the support. Very nice of you to check in, uh, Howard, who actually probably without me knowing Howard, I don't know Galit, and I never heard of this organization. So, Howard, I appreciate you. Appreciate you checking in on Facebook. And I appreciate anybody checking in on Facebook. Know that you can always check in during the show. Ask us some questions if you want to. Just show us some love if you want to. And you'll always see us on talkradio.nyc. And then this program goes on all your podcast platforms as well. All right. Lisa Pollock. You are in the hot seat now. Woo, hot seat, hot seat. <laughs> this is not a hard-hitting interview. This is your points, guys' organization. I got to get a bell. You know what? I got to get one of those bells. Bing, 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 like a bell like that. All right. Tell us about the, the kind of dive into this program that it's it, it, with the Bedouin community in Rahat. And, and tell me about that. And then tell me about this organization, what you need. Okay, well, first, I want to tell you first that the, the general makeup of our community at Nevihana, the children, they're Russian background, okay? They're all, they all come from, you know, immigrant families, Russian, Bedouin community, Ethiopian, Middle East, and Israeli citizens, because this ties in to the program I'm about to speak about, the Path to Peace. And we also won a Golden Dove Peace Award for the work that we do for Path to Peace. I'm going to go into that now, okay? Okay, so in September 2004, give or take, Path to Peace, the Jewish Muslim Daycare Center uh, was born, and it was open for children from Kiryat Gat and Rahat, okay? The first project of this kind that was founded in Israel, okay? Both Hebrew and Arabic are spoken at the daycare center, and the children are cared for by a Jewish educator and a Muslim educator, okay? So the daycare center houses children uh, for uh, the Jewish and Bedouin communities, and they offer educational activities, and they also aim to help families in socioeconomic, social, and emotional distress. Because we spoke about before how we like to uh, help our children with their educational, mental, cultural, 
and social situations and case scenarios. So it's very important. This daycare center came at the right time, by the way, okay, with everything going on. Um, so this venture was based on cooperation with our Bedouin partners from the city of Rahat, which it aims, first of all, to empower children who have to deal with multiple social economical situations and problems. They also aim to empower socially underprivileged sectors of society, offering equal opportunity to all and promoting international peace and understanding, okay? I wanna interrupt you one second, Lisa. <clears throat> we're, we're talking to these children at a young age when they're incredibly impressionable and showing them what we're supposed to be doing as adults. Exactly. We have is, to play right? the role can we, can we all go backwards and, and get all these folks, like everyone to go through this preschool <laughs> so we can actually see what the heck we're supposed to be doing, please? I agree with you. This, this basically was the backbone of what we were trying to accomplish, our mission and our vision with, the, with all the communities, all the children, okay, to get them to speak, to understand, to relate, okay? Like you said earlier, we're all different, but we're all one family. At the end of the day, we're all, and there is a word that we use, mishpaha, which means family, okay? And it's so important that these children understand, even though you have different communities, we're all part of the same family at the end of the day. We all have to get along. We all have to understand one another. We may not always agree, but we have to understand and learn respect. from one another and respect right. one another, okay? Yeah. So I wanna go into the fact that um, because of the work that we had been doing for Path to Peace, we actually won what was called the Golden Dove Peace Award, okay? We were awarded this in 2015, 2016 in recognition of our, outstand, our outstanding work in educating children in accordance with the principles of tolerance, democracy, and love for the fellow man. Hold on, hold on, hold, hold on a second. Love? Why would love be part of that? That sounds unusual. What about money? What, what about things and toys and cars? No, you said. Materialistic. Right, what about that? Why, why would you get that award? Why wouldn't that be part of it? Tolerance and love. Mm -hmm. Especially with so much indifference. You know, it's so important that the work that we continue doing, we keep bringing our vision. And we, and we always aspire to a higher goal. Okay. So with that in mind, um, we, we won this award for our achievement within the field of the international understanding between Jewish, Bedouin, and Christian communities. Uh, past recipients, and this, this, is good, this is actually good to know too, past recipients of this Golden Dove Peace Award include Amnesty International, Greenpeace, wow. Nelson Mandela, Mikhail <laughs> Garbachev, go figure, right? Pretty good okay. company, Pollock. <laughs> Pretty good company, man. <laughs> the Dalai Lama won this too, by the way. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, President, President Obama. And so that's that's who gets this award. And, and this organization in Kiryat Gat, Israel, mm -hmm. but founded by this incredible woman, Hani Ullman. And all the, way, all the way to the Golden Dove. What, so let me challenge anybody listening. Don't think you can't make an impact. If you have an idea and you're passionate and you want to help, do it because this is the stuff. Lives have been changed. I would say thousands of lives have been changed because maybe thousands of children haven't been at Nevihana, but those who have impact other lives, who impact other lives, who impact other lives. And that's the ripple effect. And I am incredibly grateful that you guys met with me today. Thank you. I want to say one thing. Uh, in 2018, I took my first tour and trip to Israel. And part of that trip and tour was touring and visiting Nevihana, the staff, the children, the social workers, the psychologists, the, our rabbi, Rabbi Laron Levy, who educates all the children. It humbled me, even though I already had my working relationship with everybody through social media, online, phone, Zoom, everything. When you step into the children's home you're stepping into a whole different world it's a magical home and it gives our children hope hope and promise for a better future okay and when i 
when I actually stayed an extra week, Tommy, I got to volunteer at the children's home. I did similar things that, that uh, Galit had done too when she was a little girl. And it really humbles you. And it makes you realize, you know, what you're, what you're doing, okay? Everything that I do for Nevihana is for these children. Every waking moment. Everything I do for American Friends is for every child. I treat every child there as if they were my own. So let me, ask you, let me ask you a quick thing because we are running low on time. Here's what I need to know. How can we help? What do you need? I know every organization needs checks, you know, big checks, little checks, checks. But other than money, what do you need? We need exposure. Okay. We, need to, we need to build a greater donor base so that they, we can educate them about our wonderful place. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need uh, their support. We certainly need their money. We also would love to get some new foundations and uh, places that give grants so that we can be sustained and uh, have all of the funding that we need for the many, many programs that we support. And Lisa can tell you some of the exciting programs that we uh, support. Here's what I need, because we are running out of time. So we can always have you guys connect with me. I'm probably going to do some other activities. We'll we'll figure out something together. But Lisa, how do they get in touch with you if they want to help the organization? And then we got to close the show. They can actually get in touch. I can give uh, my email address. I can give the website www.afnevihana.org. They can email us at info at afnevihana.org. Uh, they can reach out to us. They can call us. Our telephone number is 347-836-8118. Um, I, I work for Nevihana in my sleep. So my phone is glued <laughs> well, to my that forehead. My phone to, is glued to my forehead. It's scary. To when she's sleeping because apparently she's <laughs> always on. Tommy, if any synagogue goes to Israel and they want to add Nevihana to their itinerary, Janet and Lisa can set that up. If a teenager, a USY, um, any any of those groups, uh, Mitzi, want to go to Israel and put Nevihana on the map, they can go visit it and they'll have the most amazing time. It'll be life-altering. All right. We have to leave it there. I, I am so appreciative of your friendship, ladies. I'm so appreciative of you being here. Thank you for, oh, my buddy Mick Collins just checked in on, on uh, Facebook. Hey, Mick. Thanks, buddy. All right, but thanks for checking in on Facebook. Thank you all, ladies, for being here. I appreciate you. I look forward to meeting you all in person someday soon. Bayside's not that far from the attic. I don't want to tell you where the attic goes. But it's you know, know, coffee and conversation. I, yeah, listen, my kids say to me, what are you going to do, Dad? What, what are you going to make it a coffee date? Another coffee date? Yes, <laughs> yes, son, another coffee date. We Stay need to tuned. Talk, Tommy. We do. <laughs> Stay tuned for Steve Fry, Always Friday. You want to find me, TommyD.NYC on Instagram, TommyD.NYC on TikTok, believe it or not, and on the email, TommyD at Philanthropy and Focus, P-H-O-C-U-S.com. Next week on the show, my friend Christine Fitzpatrick, founder of the League of Yes, which is a baseball league for people of all abilities, an incredibly special organization. She'll be here. Two things that are important to your boy, mental health, and intellectual developmental disabilities. That's my world. I love nonprofit in general, but those are really where, where I live. Ladies, I appreciate you. Thank you, Tommy. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you for Steve Fry, everybody. I'll see you later. Bye. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Have you ever thought of reinventing yourself? Are you looking to create a new life's journey? Hi, I'm Kevin Barbaro, host of Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 5, 8 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. 
Tune in live to hear me and my guests from a variety of different backgrounds. As a former college coach and a current full-time actor and owner of multiple companies, my show is as eclectic as my life. That's Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. informed about menopause and how it impacts on your life hi i'm pat duckworth women's health strategist and host of the hot women rock radio show empowering women leaders at menopause join me every thursday at 10 a.m eastern time 3 p.m uk time on talkradio.nyc for interviews with inspirational women who will share their top tips to rock your world In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 